Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number eight of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy and excitement of a trip to the video rental store as a young kid? The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names in the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to get out of bed, but there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and writing a love song about it when you got home. On this podcast, We revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from the magical era to see if they still move us the way they did. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, my band members on guitar, Sean Pryor, on bass, AJ Vins. How the heck are you? Are you ready to rock? (laughs) All right, Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) We we almost shared the stage together one time. Almost. Damn it. God, that would have been so fun. Yeah, we we practiced, but that was fun. I I got to at least... Can we it's can we mind. just say that maybe we'll do it again someday? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to review time. Review time. This week's review comes from uh, Anna H. She said, I would not be considered a movie buff by any means, although I do enjoy them because, duh. So when I listen to these three hosts share so much more research and background of all things film and pop culture, past and present, more than any other podcast, it's super fun. Their own dynamics are perfectly balanced and genuine. All said, a fresh and hilarious podcast, free from arrogance and stagnation. Nice work, fellas. Hey, wow. wow. That's like... Thank you, Anna. Anna? Anna. Anna yeah. H. Okay. You know, and, and the thing about that is, like, we clearly couldn't have wrote that. We're not that poetic. No. no so this no. was like a real review. No, you, I mean, you read, like, you listen to this podcast and you read Mike's breakdowns, however great they are, they're not that elegant. Whatsoever. No, not at all. And I I've spent stupid days. Quips and, yeah, all of our stupid quips and jokes, they were done like on the spot, on the minute. They weren't thought out whatsoever. 100%. So, no way we made that you name. You heard up. me stumble through my statements in this show? My God. <laughs> well, thanks for the review, Anna. We appreciate you listening. And, and anybody else, I mean, we're just, you know, we're just a fledgling podcast. We're trying to get out in the world. So, one of the most important things you can do as a payback for all this cool, great research and content we're putting out is leave us a review. Five stars, hit that, hit that platform of your, of your choice. Five stars on Facebook. Do whatever. It means a lot to us mm-hmm. i will i will say like it like as much as i love doing the research like especially for these like the new the new episodes we're doing for the mini bites is especially interesting um it takes like a, about three hours total to get to get all this done well, and then we have to drive to aj's house yeah. and then we're here for like two to three hours and then we have to drive home that's a lot of time you guys it is and we love doing it and we love to hear from you for yeah. sure aj's house smells a little bit too so like yeah. I noticed that I kind of I'm kind of don't want to go there sometimes, yeah. but yeah. for some reason you're not in the good graces of one of the dogs. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, you're so lovable looking at least. <laughs> well, it, well, it's really funny though. Is in rewatching our movie for today, I was reminded of this enormous amount of weddings that I've been to. I would honestly. T- say that I've probably been to more weddings than anybody that I know. Yeah. Um, honestly, like I've, I've played probably 50 to 60 weddings Wow. and I got a lot of friends and I, and I, I'm the guy that gets invited to a lot of weddings, you know, so I go, right. Yeah. Yeah, so man. I've been to a ton of weddings and it, it, I started laughing at like some of the awkward and strange laughable moments that I've witnessed in weddings. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's fun times, but also there's some weird moments and it got me wondering, uh, just before we get into this, like, do you guys have a, like a quintessential wedding story where, where you like of all the stories you think of, like, this is a funny story of a wedding I went to. I do. <laughs> I want to I hear it. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> so our, uh, mutual friend drew wood. Um, he had a wedding. He got married one time. 
And uh, it was it was a lovely, lovely ceremony, lovely party and everything we got. I mean, everyone got way too drunk. And our other mutual friend, Jeremy, who was also in the wedding, I was in the wedding as well. Oh, yeah. Um, we were outside just talking and I was just enjoying my friends talking and listening and, you know, just gathering information because I like these people that I'm around. Oh, my God. Is this are we going to have the same story? And all of a sudden, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I just feel something like kind of hitting my leg. But like, I was like, oh, you know, like if something hit your leg, like you look down, maybe a rock or something. No, it just kept hitting my leg. And then it got warm and warmer and then like hot. And I look over to my friend. He's just got his dick out. <laughs> And uh, he's peeing on my leg, my rented tux. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I won't say. I, I won't say who. I think <laughs> you kind of already did. I say probably who already did. I think you did. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was a uh, that was something I will never forget because I've never seen that side of my friend whatsoever, <laughs> yeah. and and it's never happened again. He's never. I've never heard him like he's like a serial pisser <laughs> yeah. on people. It was just the moment in time. It was right just me. I felt kind of honored. Honestly, we we really bonded in that moment when he locked eyes. So. It was it was really special to me. <laughs> don't don't tell me you have the same story. It's not the same story. Thank <laughs> goodness it's not a similar story in fashion. Um, um, no, I think I think honestly the craziest it ever it ever got um, for me was actually when I was very young. Okay, not the craziest I ever got, but I remember this very vividly. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to play football, and for some reason, we were playing football out in like the like this open area during like one of my cousin's wedding. I was like twelve, <laughs> and my my older brothers were taking like bets on me, like just hammering these kids we didn't know <laughs> like a tackle football game <laughs> and they they got really really like really competitive about it but but i remember i remember almost really hurting somebody <laughs> just wanted to impress this your cousins kid, yeah my cousins my older brothers and like and like they really wanted me to just like hammer this kid because <laughs> they were probably sucking back on some yeah, cocktails like i was just like they were old enough to drink but you know they were si they were sipping <laughs> they were sneaking drinks and they were just they'd come out and then they would they'd literally like be throwing money at each other <laughs> over like oh, damn it, over these it. kids like it's like like it's some sort of like dog fight or something <laughs> you're just like holy cow there's no rules at weddings yeah. dude and so when when one of the kids kind of got hurt that's when we had to stop playing football <laughs> i guess there is some some downtime and i guess you know backfield betting is just kind of the yeah. i mean i mean what else are you gonna do while they're out taking pictures southeast iowa dude that's right that's what we do <laughs> fall baby football season my, the, the one that i'll never forget till the day I might, I might picture this on my deathbed like one of those moments where you're like remember that that was awesome a really close friend of mine's little brother got married it was a bit of a shotgun wedding if you if you will you know okay. a, a pregnant a co pregnant college girl and he's in college and so we got to get married right yeah and so this wedding I'm sorry, there was a shooting. That's really depressing. I know, sorry. Uh, we, we went to this wedding, and everyone that was in the wedding and, and that attended were all college kids, like freshman, sophomore college kids, all football players, like 19 to 20-year-olds. And, and we were like 24, 25, very sophisticated, you know, but everyone else there was young, and they were getting after it. And you could tell, like, we just could feel something's brewing in the room. Like, we cannot leave. We have to see what happens. And sure enough, two of the groomsmen start getting in, like, a fake fight. 
on the dance floor. Uh-huh. One of them pushes the other one. The other one falls into the wedding cake that's yet to been cut. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and just like a movie scene, like it falls over, the cake hits the ground. Then they all start throwing wedding cake all over the place, each other, <laughs> like a wedding cake war. <laughs> the the bride's the bride's mom runs in like that's it. Like music goes. <laughs> this wedding is over. Everybody, get the fuck out of here. And like. The wedding was over <laughs> at, at eight o'clock. Everyone had to leave, <laughs> and we're just in the corner going, "Oh, that was awesome!" <laughs> it was it was one of the most surreal. Like you couldn't me even explaining this sounds like it would be from a movie. It yeah. just sounds like I made it up from no. Like I watched it happen. It was unbelievable. I mean, like I guess they got married already. They, they had already been married. Okay. The reception was canceled, okay. uh, and then <laughs> later on, of course, the the wedding didn't last. You know, but, oh, well. you know, sad to say, but I, I'm sure they're all in better. Shotguns. Um, They're all in better places now. So. They're in better places. Well, That's important. <laughs> so, I, I, did you ever play? I know you said you played at a wedding. Uh, several, like, I played at like 60. Did you ever play at a wedding, AJ? No, I've never played at a wedding. I played at one, and it was for my friend's dad, and I was just like a backup guitar player. But the, like all the musicians had like tellies and like very sophisticated instruments and everything like that, mm-hmm. and they're all my friends and whatnot. And I just had my Jackson Kelly black like <laughs> axe looking like warlock. You the warlock. <laughs> you just got off a warp tour. Yeah, and you're yeah. playing a wedding. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get into some more uh, being a musician at a wedding talk because yeah. okay. obviously speaking of of really awkward wedding situations, I'm. Happy to announce our movie topic of the episode. Why you all turned in today? Turned in? Probably tuned in, right? 1998's cult classic Adam Sandler special, The Wedding Singer. And obviously, before we get started with the full movie breakdown, we like to give you some pertinent, important background info about the movie. So, Sean, take it over. Yes, we do. Written by Tim Hurley. Hurley? Produced by Robert Simmons and Jack Gurupto. These guys, man. <laughs> Directed by Frank Corisi, Cor- Karachi. Cinematography by Tim Sustet. Every single one of them. <laughs> you did zero research on how to pronounce these <laughs> yeah. names. Yeah. Uh, but here's some easier ones. Starring Adam Sandler, oh. Drew Barrymore, Christine Taylor, Alan Covert, Covert, <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Glave, <laughs> Ellen, Ellen Dow, Angela Featherstone, Alexis Arquette. Uh, released uh, on Valentine's Day weekend, February 13th, 1998. $18 million budget. Um, racked in a whopping 123.3 million uh, earned as I think it's Sandler's highest grossing. It was at the time anyway. It was, um, and I think it's still up there. But um, so Tim Hurley, a longtime uh, collaborator of Sam, collaborator of Sandler, uh, writing for SNL, and he also wrote Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, which will oh. probably be covered on this show. Um, uh, as well as a water boy, Sandler wanted to do a movie about someone being left at the altar. Harley was listening to an 80s centric radio station and came up with having the main character be a wedding singer. They wanted to make a pro love film stating that guys who say they don't believe in love have probably been severely hurt before. Um, also on the script, uh, just weird, weird coincidence, I guess. Like, um, Judd Apatow did uncredited touch-ups on the script and guess who else? Princess yeah, Leia herself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Weird. I read Carrie this. Carrie Fisher. Why? Like, how does that even happen? They go, "Hey, right. Carrie, do you want to read this script?" And yeah, like, I, I think she. Uh, what What I kind of read was uh, that she was like trying to get her original scripts out there and, and stuff like that. And I think there was one. I I, I forgot to write that write it down. But um, uh, in the meantime, to get paid, she was just uh, doing touch ups, and she spent uh, I think like 
three months on it or something wow. like that. So uh, she she added a lot of the, a lot of the Drew Barrymore character, the, like the, right. the Julia the female touch. A she little bit. she really uh, wanted Julia to have like a more of a forefront uh, in the, in the in the film. Uh, but speaking of uh, Julia Barrymore. Uh, approached Sandler to work with. Uh, she said that she wanted to try a more modern kind of Catherine Hepburn take on comedy, just like kind of like more slapstick kind of, uh, you know, hello, hey, gentlemen, you know, <laughs> that, you know, that kind of thing. After me- after meeting a few times, Barrymore said that the pair were cinematic soulmates, and not long after the script was written, Barrymore elevated the script writing process, being that the film is the first sandler film to have a female perspective prominently featured along with sandler's character because yeah. a lot of his other movies he just had a love interest and yeah. it was just kind of throwaway sure. kind of stuff um this is amazing uh charlie sheen was considered for the role of glenn <laughs> and it was originally written for jim carrey yes <laughs> but another person who was who was considered for glenn was christopher mcdonald Shooter McGavin yeah, himself. Yeah. I was hoping you were going to say that. Could you? He would have worked yes. so well. I, oh, think, I think alongside Glenn, the guy who played Glenn, and Christopher McDonald, those two Sandler bad guys. Oh man, they're the vie, best. Vie for like the best. I, I mean, Shooter yeah. McGavin is so hard to beat, but Glenn is such a like a lovable like. He's just such an asshole. It's so funny. I kind of like you, Glenn. Well, yeah, I would have hung out with Glenn maybe back. Yeah. In the day. <laughs> Uh, Natalie Portman, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Gardner, all the Jennifers, Molly Ringwald, Julia Roberts, and the rest of Hollywood elite are right. pretty much considered for Julia. Like the I the list literally went on for like a paragraph. Um, director Frank uh, Koroshi uh, tapped into his own heartbreak experience to help make the film what it was. The comedy of the f- the comedy of the film helped him look at his at, the, at his relationship situation in a more heartfelt way. Uh, and that's kind of it for uh, what I got for um, the kind of history of this movie. I had one more thing I found because this was such a successful movie that there was a musical adaptation yeah. of the movie that opened in yeah. 2006. It ran for 285 performances and was nominated for 2006 Tony Award for Best Musical. So it just goes to show you wow. it's like when when uh uh ryan adams redid taylor swift uh, yeah. 1989 like <laughs> if it's a good song if it's a good movie a good script you can redo it it's and, gonna work and it's gonna work yeah. right and that i think this proves how good that script was yeah i'd be interested to see uh what, what kind of liberties they took for the stage right. adaptation for it be but like, i mean i don't go to musicals so who no. <laughs> does that <laughs> Lame. <laughs> so, so girls, man. Yeah, girls. As we mentioned last episode, we like to give the audience a little insight into what we thought about the movie the first time we saw it. So, AJ, this was your choice. Why don't you start us out? Why don't you tell us the first time you saw it, what you remember about it, and what your rating was the first time you saw it? I saw this in the theater, actually. Nice. Yeah, I saw this in the theater with. Uh, at, this was like uh, my dad taking the boys to the movies yeah. and, you know, having a little bit of a boy's day and, you know, so on and so forth. But we got to go watch the wedding singer. And I think we weren't, we weren't in, um, in like our hometown. We went to like, we went to like, I don't know, one of the cities next door. Iowa City or something. Yeah, like, like Iowa City or Burlington or something. And it was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the big theater. Ate at a Bennigan's after <laughs> that. Yeah, that's right. No, it was Applebee's, thanks. <laughs> Dude, riblet night, man, all you can eat. Uh, so... <laughs> Dude, I remember those vividly. Okay, see you, your brother, and your dad's uh, Applebee's. Oh yeah, shoveling in Joe, riblets. Oh, dude, they, those waitresses <laughs> fucking hated us. You get some extreme fajitas and some shrimp poppers. Some shrimp poppers, some fiery jalapeno <laughs> wheels, and <laughs> I'm sure your mom loved that too. Oh when yeah, you guys got back. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we were all out of diapers. <laughs> um, but, 
but uh, no, I loved it, man, because like, you know, this is another thing that we'll get into of, of just how much jokes tend to go over your head, especially when it's based in an era that you didn't grow up in, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's it's shot and, you know, it, it comes out when you're young. But it's about an era that you have no idea about. Mm -hmm. So, so many references and things go over your head. So it already looks comical to you as a kid. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, And then on top of that, uh, I don't know. Like my my brothers are laughing, everything. Like my dad thinks it's funny. So obviously I think it's funny. (laughs) This is a nine. I'm going to give it a 9.3. Because it's the whole experience. It's like the the bros going to see a movie. Everybody's happy. Yeah. And, right. and like, we, we, you know, I bet I bet my brothers were more like, oh, yeah, Adam Sandler, <laughs> Happy Gilmore and, and yeah. Billy Madison. And then it's like wedding scenes, like what much more toned down. Adam yeah. Sandler. Yeah, yeah. Still so much fun. All right, Sean, what about you? Um, I is probably a rental. Um, I know it was probably around like 2000, maybe one, two ish when I first saw it. Um, and I, I just remember like, like AJ, not, not, not getting a lot of the jokes, but remember Adam Sandler being just one of the best performers of our era, you know? Uh, and so I just loved watching him and I loved, I loved the, um, love story aspect of it. And there is one joke that we'll get to one, one thing just, just out of nowhere kind of scream that this man utters that I remember me and my family rewinding maybe 15 times and then finishing the movie. It was just so fucking funny and we'll get to it, but yeah, uh, probably like a, I want to say 6.5. Right. uh, Solid. At 10. Yeah. All right. So before I tell you my situation and my rating, I have a possible new segment. Oh, and I, wow. I don't know. I don't know if this segment's going to ever be repeated or continued. I don't know. But okay. but here's here's before I tell you whatever whatever your voices and reactions are after I say this. That's the new stinger. We need a stinger for this. So okay. right away, like that's the stinger. Ready? <laughs> so here we go. I've never seen the wedding singer. Um. <laughs> what now? Yeah. And I don't know why. Now, I haven't even seen like a clip of it on television. And and so I so I start looking back. I dude, Adam Sandler's prime time era was like ninety to two thousand. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. Uh, obviously, I saw. Of course, I saw Billy Madison yeah. and Happy Gilmore yeah. and Big Daddy and Waterboy. Like those were some of my favorite movies as a teenage kid. Right wow. in the middle of that is The Wedding Singer, and I have no fucking clue why I've never seen the movie. Hmm. Jeez, and I didn't special. want I didn't want to bring that up because I wanted to do the episode. Yeah. Like maybe this will happen again, right? But like, well, I guarantee it'll happen again. Uh, we, well, maybe <laughs> everybody. I'm very like I've seen a lot of movies, yeah. but everybody has those couple of movies where you're yeah. like, I've never seen that, and people are like, what? Yeah. So how do I, you live? Like how do you, how do you, notice where have you been? Notice how I'm a different person you now are. that I finally seen <laughs> you, it. You I, showed up in a different mood. I'm just saying. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I like it's it's good that I didn't like know that information before I knew you. Yeah. Because I, I, it yes, of course. You have a different tinge to you, to your look now. Yeah. Like it's you you're way more hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, but but do you get do you understand? Like there's some movies why I know why I've never seen it. Yeah. But I don't know why I've never seen this. I get you. I got I got plenty of fucking movies like oh, yeah. that. Is it maybe just because I was right in that 
farting, loving fart jokes era of like <laughs> Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. That I'm like, oh, the wedding singer. It's I, probably a musical. I'm not I, gonna watch I it. Absolutely, uh, think that. I don't know. Possibly yeah. it. Like, or one of my friends said they saw it. And they're like, it was dumb. It was like a love story. Then I, I just immediately didn't watch it. I definitely probably wouldn't have seek, se- seeked it, seeked it <laughs> out, uh, like on my own. Like it, it was like a rental thing, like a family yeah. thing, you know. So I was made to watch it. But, I, Adam Sandler was in it, so I was like, yeah, we'll watch it. I get it when back then, but to even have not seen it since, like, sure, uh, whatever. Very true. Very so I'm sure we'll get into is it'll be a brand new perspective of the show. Like, awesome. like not what I remember. Like this is what I saw for the first time. Gotcha. So I'm excited for that. But before we yes. get started, uh, we always dive into the film reviews before we go scene by scene. We want to know what the public, uh, what the critics, what everyone has to say about this movie. So um, AJ is going to take it over for the review portion. Oh, yeah. OK. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad we're doing a movie like this because I knew that this was going to move uh, be a movie that like there's just going to be not as much love like on both sides of the table yeah right so let's just start we always give the tomato meter right 69 percent on the tomato meter hey. which is actually not bad i i did read com- this was sandler's highest rated comedy yeah. on on rotten tomatoes yeah. yeah and so it's actually not bad now it's it's not the 80 80 percent <laughs> or something like that but that's not bad for the that it gets pretty critical up there um but 80 percent for the audience oh scores. nice so audiences really uh, received this the, the right way. Um, now, I, I would have to say uh, I, I've, I'm back to my uh, my Roger Ebert. Got to You know, got to It's not him. the same without him. It's, it's not. not the same without Raj. <laughs> okay. Let's hear from Raj. I think, Raj. I'm on a, I think I'm on a one syllable name basis Raj. with him at this Absolutely. point. Yeah. R-O-J? Yeah. R-O- uh, Raj? Yeah. Raj? Yeah. Okay. Raj? Raj. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, age. <laughs> see, see, age. Um, uh, the wedding singer tells the story of yes, a wedding singer from New Jersey who is cloyingly sweet at some times and a cruel monster at others. The filmmakers are obviously unaware of his split personality. The screenplay reads like a collaboration between Jekyll and Hyde. Did anybody at any stage give the story the slightest thought? The plot is so familiar, the end credits should have issued a blanket thank you to the Century of Hollywood Love Comps. <laughs> wow, man. So there's your opening <sighs> from Big Ol' Raj. Raj. <laughs> um, here's, he gives a couple of things. Uh, it's your basic off-the-shelf formula in which two people fall in love but are kept apart because, A, they're engaged to creeps, B, they say the wrong things at the wrong times, and C, they get bad information. It's exhausting seeing characters work so hard at avoiding the obvious. Okay. Wow. Okay. I get it. I guess um, whatever, Raj. Whatever, Raj. You know, that he gave it one star in the of end course, here, yeah, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one star. Wow. Maybe that's why I didn't see it. Maybe I read that review. I'm like, I'm not going to go watch <laughs> that's that. That's it. You could have been his fault. <laughs> in Raj, Damn it, Raj. Trust. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I need that for that's a, a shirt. hashtag. That's a shirt. In yeah. a, <laughs> trust. With a J. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so this was from the uh, San Francisco Chronicle. The movie is his bid, Adam Sandler's, uh, to be something like a romantic leading man with his hang, <laughs> hang dog face and clumsy way of moving. That might be a bit of a stretch. Hang dog, hang dog. Hang dog I mean, I get it. That's a good I, way to describe it. I read it. it three times when I saw it. I was like, 
hang, hang, hang dong, hang face? dong, <laughs> hang. I, I want to incorporate that into my everyday vocabulary. I do too. Yeah, that's I do too. kind of amazing. <laughs> What's up with the hang dog face? <laughs> I don't like that one. I'm going to give you. I think we're just going to go ahead and jump right into the to the negative because there are positives. Of course, like, don't get me wrong. There People are love positives. this movie. People really like this movie a lot. Um, absolutely awful. It's a one star review. <laughs> this is a fan review. This is a fan review. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> I begrudge even giving two minutes of my time to this film. It's so bad, but I thought I'd warn others. <laughs> it's my duty in <laughs> life to warn others. This vigilante yeah. <laughs> movie critic out here. I must put the beacon out. That's right. <laughs> Light the beacon. I rarely write reviews, but, <laughs> but felt a need to here. There's not a single thing funny about it. Not one scene. This is, again, a, a review about how they just focus on one thing. Of course. Oh, so what, okay. what's the thing? I'm it's excited. nothing like the 80s. <laughs> oh, come on. And shame on anyone who lived through the 80s who thinks it is realistic. It's soppy, stupid, and a pathetic plot that anyone could guess. So the 80s, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Adam Sandler, who is awful in everything, mumbled throughout. The worst thing is people who weren't around in the 80s actually seem to believe it was like this in the same way that people believe Braveheart, Patrick and Titanic. Wait, wait at, paycheck? Uh, Patriot. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, was, I was going into Titanic. Paycheck <laughs> made in the nineties, based in the nineties. Patriotic. Uh, so pa Braveheart, Patriot and Titanic had realism in there. Um, okay. Last thing I, la uh, yeah, I, I guess last thing I, this is a, the, I, I just think he really paints a narrative here. So I wanted to leave you guys with this one. Um, Again, worst movie I have ever seen. They can't. They got to get more creative with the titles. I think right? it can't be the worst movie you've ever seen. No, it cannot be. I know. Okay, so like like I say, they really they really paint a picture here. They really set the mood. Um, it was a god awfully cold day at camp in two thousand, <laughs> and instead of swimming, I went to my camp's dining room to see this movie. Man, do I wish I went in the water instead. Inside kid. <laughs> He's an inside kid. <laughs> Sean gets it. <laughs> Not once did I appeal to any of the movie, except for when the guy is pushed out of the airplane. Wait. Okay. When, okay. Wait. When, uh, wait. So I've only seen this movie twice, and that doesn't happen <laughs> at any point. Yikes. Uh, it had to be the worst 95 minutes of my life, and the biggest waste of 95 minutes of anyone else's time. Nearly five years later, I'm still talking about how much I hated this movie. If anyone says this movie rules, they will never be my friend, ever. <laughs> how on earth would a director make such a worthless attempt? And there it is. Did, did, did someone get pushed out of a plane like The Wedding Planner? Yeah. yeah I, I haven't seen that movie, and maybe that's like and, what he watched. And this runtime is 96 minutes, oh, so wow. I think he's talking about a different movie. There's a lot There's a lot of like missteps in, in his writing here. I, I don't know. <laughs> Fake news. Uh, Again, yeah. maybe that's why I didn't see the movie. Maybe, I, maybe this was the category I fell into. <laughs> maybe those well, were my friends that wrote these yeah. reviews. Yeah. Well, it couldn't wow. be this guy if you, if you think you like the movie, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we really, we really set the stage. We set the tone, so I say uh, we jump in, too. The wedding singer. Yes. If I, I get to know your name. If I could trace your private number, baby. All I know is that to me, you look like you're.
Set in the year 1985, Robbie Hart is a young man who has dreamed of one day becoming a big rock star, but instead he has become one of the most entertaining wedding singers in the small town of Richfield. At Robbie's latest wedding gig, he saves the wedding toast from being ruined by the groom's alcoholic brother and catches the eye of a waitress at the function named Julia. We learn that both are engaged to be married to other people. Noting Robbie's handling of the situation inside the wedding, Julia wants him to sing at her wedding, which Robbie happily agrees to. Eventually, Robbie and Linda's wedding day arrives, but Linda has decided not to go through with the wedding, leaving Robbie heartbroken and despondent. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's a great way to start out a movie called The Wedding Singer by having your main character, who I presume is the wedding singer, singing at a wedding. Well played. That's, that's absolutely perfect. Well like, played. While the credits roll and he's singing, uh, you spin me right round, right? Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yeah. I'm right in. Like, you've sold, you've sold your movie already. I just love it because um, it just feels like such a fun time. Like, it, they immediately pull you in. They sh- they're showing all the people dancing and everything, having a blast, enjoying themselves. Everyone has their little clicks, but everyone's kind of mingling together. And it all just brings you in. The band is just killing it, <laughs> even George. And killing it's just, it. just going to town. One of my favorite things is that uh, Teddy Castellucci for the music, uh, who does the music, is the guitar player in the band. Oh. Cool. Oh, cool. That's him. That's nice. Teddy Castellucci. And you see Ted Lee, like the name Ted Castellucci. Adam Sandler does this all the time in his movies where he he pulls names from just friends and uses them as character names. Oh, cool. He's the lawyer in in Big Daddy the of the state. Teddy Castellucci. Ted Castellucci <laughs> representing there's the state a universe. of New there's York. A, there's it's an a, Adam Sandler universe. Yeah, technically, exactly. That's, That's awesome. really what it is. So but Ted Castellucci is the guitar player and he does all the music <laughs> stuff and uh, for a lot of his movies. Um, the other thing I want to say is that Steve Buscemi, <laughs> what an amazing role. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. I love him and he is uncredited in this uncredited. Movie. Same as John Lovitz. <laughs> That's John so Lovitz weird. Why would you not credit them for Dude, those roles? Well, I got it. Like Steve Buscemi is one of like the most versatile actors like to ever live. I think just like his comedy range and his drama range is so ridiculous. But oh, like, yeah. In all these Sandler movies that he's in, he's like the best B character. Yeah. He has yeah. the best B character roles in Sandler movies. And that's saying a lot because there's so many great B characters. Everyone's yeah. a B character yeah, movie. Exactly. Yes. Oh, you got, he's so fucking good. It is. So many g- great lines. When, when he was, when he, yeah, I mean, that entire first scene was basically Steve Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I read was everything about that was him. Yeah. yeah. I, like I told you, I, I have played a, I've played at a ton of weddings, oh. probably more than 50, 60. And this, this movie really hits that weird awkwardness for me that I feel when I'm playing a wedding okay. because like, it's a very honest living and you make a lot of, lot of money yeah. playing at a wedding and it's a very important job, but there's all also, like, you feel kind of less than because you're just, like, part of the help. Like, you're like, yeah. oh, you're in the band that's right. playing the wedding and no one gives a shit because yeah. we're trying to impress our old high school sweetheart or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's never like it's never like this glorious thing to be to be in a wedding band. And like also that's such a weird phrase to say wedding singer like yeah. i wouldn't call mason the wedding yeah, singer. yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't think i've I ever know. heard anyone say that to him mason like, the singer and yeah band. you're the singer yeah mason's the singer of my band and yeah. no one's ever called said hey you're the wedding singer and that was that so that initially was weird to me and i so i started counting how many times they said wedding singer <laughs> how do you know 
Take no. a guess. How many times was the phrase "wedding singer" said in this I, movie? I, I can see. I can see like two lines. I have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make an call. Call it at six. I, I counted twelve. Twelve. Wow. Nice. And it's a, so for me, it was such a weird phrase anyway. And then for them to continuously say it, I was like, that is weird. Oh, maybe that was something in the '80s you're that the they said. Singer. Yeah, the wedding singer. Oh, you're you're gonna go out with the wedding singer. Yeah, like yeah. they keep saying the wedding singer. So you mean to tell me? Nice never... save, wedding singer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. It, it, but it goes to show you how how they downplay the entertainment at a wedding, like just oh the DJ, the wedding singer. They they're <laughs> yeah. not going to call you by your first name. They're like it's the wedding singer. <laughs> you know? Well, and speaking of speaking of like the band members, I love how they have the band uh, sixty five to seventy year old drummer just holding it the <laughs> and he's very down. he's oh. up with his hand and down with his hand. Like I mean, sometimes it looks like it's off, but it looks like it's just kind of editing. But like other times you watch him and he's like, it looks like he's playing. Yeah. It looks that like he knows how to pocket. He just, just gets it. it. Holding it down. So you mean to tell me you never got pussy from playing in a wedding? I've been married ever, ever since I've been playing weddings. How long have you been married, man? Uh, like, oh, geez, Molly's going to kick my ass. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, see. Seven years. Seven Coming years. up on eight. No, eight years. Wow. So I've been playing yeah, weddings uh, for about eight years. Okay. okay. I did also notice I, I'm a stickler for like, I want to make sure this real, like make sure this band playing. There were no speakers at that wedding. <laughs> there were no front of house speakers at that wedding. Yeah. Like, how were they doing <laughs> That's this? a very good point. It's <laughs> a very good saying. point. So I have two things that are going to be reoccurring uh, throughout this episode, and I'll apologize. Um, but this is how I'm going to get away without without like quoting the entire thing. Um, there's two things. Number one, uh, how often I, I've said it before. I just want to be the guy who does all the B-roll yeah. stuff in the background. <laughs> That's very true. And then and there's plenty of that here. And then on top of that, how many times I probably burnt out the VHS of doing the rewind in this movie on several occasions and several points throughout this movie. And I'll tell you about every single one I of them. I hear about them. So uh, number number one is uh, absolutely George uh, when he's doing, <laughs> uh, do you really want to hurt me? And he just picks right back up and he just gives the band the, the rolling finger. But you don't know, as a person who saw it for the first time, you don't know that they're going to play that second song. Okay, what's the next song? And then do days. And then it's like, you better get back in there. They're starting to turn on Jordan. You suck! Okay, I need to break this line down. Okay, This is the one that I, I too, rewound like 80 times in a row. Dude, the anger of this man is so astonishing. Like, and he builds up to it, too. It's, yeah. and he doesn't, like, outright say, you like, the, the yell portion of you suck yet. He's like, you suck. He's like, he's like yeah. you can hear him stewing. If you just end. You suck. And, like, he just can't handle it anymore it just screams it out the most guttural thing of it like it's scary and but it's so fucking funny well and, and i think everyone's commentary on that is great and they're at like like yes. to, uh, what is it peter dante is that the yeah, yeah where he, he's like oh <laughs> you know but then <laughs> steve machetti goes i like her yeah, I like yeah her. It's like, he's just panning around to all his friends who by the way i'm positive that the person who yells you suck is his friend jonathan lofren who is who's like Who's like the uh, cross-eyed guy in Waterboy yep, yep. and stuff? Oh, yeah. I'm, be, I'm I gotta be positive on that. <laughs> and, then, and then yeah, Peter Dante is just like mm, he's scary, <laughs> scary. <laughs> I, I love I love Alexis Arquette in this movie, and like uh, his his name or her name is uh, George in the movie. Yeah, and it's based off a of boy George. Boy George. Yeah. And apparently, boy George like saw the movie and like was really flattered by her performance in it. And uh, 
I, I, I like her so much. I know they like play oh, yeah. it up as like, oh, she's weird because it looks like a guy and stuff like that. Like that's kind of fucked up, but whatever. But but that was like the eighties. Yeah, that yeah. would have been so totally. weird and fucked up in the eighties, like for for pop culture. Totally. You know? yeah. yeah. I, I she uh, was also like, I, I, you guys are fans of Pulp Fiction, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she's also the guy in, uh, or well, the girl. She's also the girl in Pulp Fiction um, that uh, pulls the three fifty seven out on Jules and. Um, uh, John Travolta's character. I, I don't know. I forget. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, she's that character. Like he's got, she's got like a fro and everything in that movie. Oh really? Yeah. And I'm like, it's like so shocking to see her in I that transformation. Pi- wow. It. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like they, they in have the, the apartment. Yeah. They have the wow. first scene and then they go back like Tarantino yeah. does and, and they show what actually happened, you know, and that, and that's crazy. Her. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that so much and you just feel heartbroken for her because you're just like oh man yeah the look on her face <laughs> so great but again, but again uh, that, and that plays off those like we we've been booked for weddings before yeah. that we should there we had no business playing like why did you even hire us for this and there are moments like that where people are just turning on you oh man and you're just going well uh, collecting my paycheck as soon as we can get this over yeah. that would be really awesome i uh I mean, back, I mean, I guess 1998 and the 80s, I guess it was customary to get literally flanked by sexual harassment like Julia does. Like the first time she's on screen, that old guy grabs her ass. And then uh, his friend, uh, um, what's his name? Sammy. Sammy. Just Sammy. (laughs) Oh, she's going to get it. She doesn't even know it. (laughs) She doesn't even know it. And then even the cook. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like doing like do a sexual favor for me and like I'll get you like what like what the hell is going on she's just being fucking flanked with this <laughs> which the cook was Robert Schmeigel Robert Schmeigel yeah. who does the cartoons that, that the, Saturday yeah. Night Live yeah he does the ambiguously no gay duo Robert, and, and the the um the dog, that puppet dog from set from Conan O'Brien oh, yeah, for yeah, me yeah. to poop on that's Robert Schmeigel yeah wow. yeah and he was the cook Damn. Yeah, yeah the relax nice. was the relax yeah, yeah, yeah. shirt on. Uh, yep. <laughs> Another great reoccurring person. He's the he's like the auditor or whoever who comes around in uh Happy Gilmore oh, okay. to repossess the house. Oh also God. Robert Smigel. <laughs> you gotta you gotta appreciate like everyone hates Adam Sandler and, and you know, like he's he's made some very terrible movies, yeah. but like you've gotta appreciate and love him just keeping his bros around oh, yeah. and always they always have a role. Yeah. No matter what. And like that's really cool to me because having not seen this and going back and be like oh well there's all the same people that have been yeah. in every movie mm-hmm. I've ever seen it's almost like a game to try to find them it every is. time you see one of his movies oh, there he is. Alan Cover is that same way who yeah. plays Sammy and yeah. it's just one of those guys it's, but yeah. Yeah, it's I mean speaking of Tarantino it's like Tarantino yeah. like he brings back the, yep. the players you know it's, it's like oh I wonder when Tim Roth's going to show up in oh this there movie. he is yeah, yeah exactly it's really exactly. fun I agree um, back to wedding shenanigans, <laughs> young kids just trying to get drunk and sneak <laughs> drinks. <laughs> just love That's what was happening in your wedding. Story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> alcohol equals alcohol equals puking <laughs> yeah. equals smelly mess equals no one likes you. <laughs> it's good. It's a good way to look at life. It's kids. a good point. Yeah. I think he makes a great point there. So. It's Steve Buscemi tries to take him and he goes, <laughs> no, 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 you go that way. And he, and he does that thing where he falls off the step and throws his glass <laughs> <down>. <laughs> So the the old woman that he helps out is just the most adorable and oh, yeah. vulgar woman that I've ever seen. And she actually like in real life lived to be 101 years old. Oh, wow. And I know I'm like, I'm assuming this, this role, Rosie, she, her name was Rosie. Rosie, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, she, she 
I'm assuming she had to be like, I don't know, in her eighties in this movie, you know? So, so she lived like another 20 to 30 years. She was, she was in her eighties. I, I actually was interested enough. I, she taught drama and acting, but she never was actually in a film or a TV show until 1985, which means she was 73 years old when she did her wow. first like actual television or movie performance. Wow. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? That's well, so wild. I mean, and in, in the same movie, she's got a, 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 a song credit, like yeah. the soundtrack now too, with the, with the rap song she does at the end. <laughs> she was perfect in that. Yeah. So good. I did hear Betty White was also up for right. that role and she obviously True. would have killed it, <laughs> yeah. but something about that Rosie, like, and she's so, she's been in a ton of things. I immediately pictured her and patch Adams. She was oh, that old okay. lady that they filled up the tub of spaghetti like that was her. She's just this cute little old lady. Like that was her, man. She did a lot of things. Her voice 101. is 101. Wow. 101, man. Her, her, yeah. Her voice is just like so adorable. And then like when she's talking about, you know, like I remember when your penis was out, like it's, not, you know, <laughs> talking about that and shit. Get like, her to say that. What is going on with you? It is. It's so, it's so true. Just like they just like old, old folks, old people, they just don't have any shame. They're just like, I've been through it all. I've seen all the penises. And it's just like, it's like, I don't, we don't need to have this conversation. It's like, oh, don't be embarrassed. I, you don't yeah, be yeah. embarrassed. It's like, boy, you do do that really well. You're a really cool <laughs> old lady. I really want to know you. Yeah. And she serves uh, throughout the movie as like Robbie's kind of anchor, I guess, because he like d- gives her lessons for meatballs. You know, yeah. and it's really it's, it just adds to his character. Like he's just kind of a nice guy and. <laughs> Well, you knew, yeah, you knew there was going to be a tie around. Uh, the, you knew that she was going to play an important part and yeah. that we'll obviously get to at the end that will help bring that Adam Sandler turnaround around. And, right. and yeah, you knew that right after that. Go, she's going to play a part here. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really... I, I just think it's funny, like, Adam Sandler, is, uh, is, his character is just so aware of, like, what he's doing, and he is just a nice person and everything. Um, but... It's he you you know he's gonna get that Adam Sandler dig in there. It's like oh they taste so good. It's like you're ripping <laughs> ripping you off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize like how much of a dig that was until like this this most recent watching of it. <laughs> like it's like just being ripped off constantly. <laughs> Doing doing a service that should cost a lot. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Getting paid in meatballs. Uh, when he gets when he does get so our last scene here when he does get left at the altar, his like face is pretty perfect. Yeah. Like it's it's such like the he's got so much anger and confusion and sadness like all in one. He does yeah. like as as he's being told that she's not there and probably won't show up. You know. And I view that as him not being able to react the with the way he wants to because he's standing in front of two hundred people. Right. 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 Exactly. Mm, and everyone's watching. Oh yes. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. I'm very <laughs> mad, but I'm gonna pretend like I'm smiling. Yeah. And like that was that was pretty. I mean, Adam Sandler is a very good actor, yeah. and like yeah. those are the things that he excels at. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, I, I think we'll probably mention the music a ton in this, in this episode and everything, but sure, the, yeah. the song is, is journey. Um, uh, don't stop believing mm-hmm. by, by the, string, by the quartet. string quartet and it's beautiful. It sounds beautiful. It right. And then, <laughs> but then you also, when he's receiving this bad news, how it just like detunes and like, you just watch <laughs> his face melt and you're just like, it's so good. It's so it's played up so well. And then when he finally just goes back and he just starts <laughs> tearing that place apart. And again, you have George. Just, oh God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Just like overly dramatic, but also like probably valid. (laughs) 
All right, so scene two. After the wedding is called off, Linda meets with Robbie, expressing her concerns of ending up being stuck in Richfield, married to Robbie, and raising kids in his sister's basement. Robbie's brother Sammy attempts to get him to snap out of his misery and play another wedding gig. However, Robbie's sour mood disrupts the wedding toast, in which he insults the bride's father and breaks into a rendition of the song Love Stinks. The result has Robbie getting beat up by the bride's father and other attendees. Afterwards, Julia meets with Robbie outside the building, hoping that he'll still play for her and Glenn's wedding. However, he now expresses doubt about participating. He's in that. We've all been in that breakup. Like he's in that that two to three weeks oh, yeah. after a breakup that you didn't see coming where you're just a fucking mess. Yeah, yeah. And he's and he and the, I didn't like the comment. They were like, well, he should he's working today. Like, why did he go to work? He we know he's depressed. You can't <laughs> you can't call in sick to a wedding if yeah. you're performing. like you have to go no matter yeah. what. And that like he had to go to this celebration of love. Oh, that's true. Hating love so much. That's yeah. true. It was, <laughs> it was that I loved that in that entire wedding scene for me was one of the best parts of the movie. Is watching him just be, when he's singing. What song is he singing at first when he's like, Celebrate? I'm leaving my sister's basement. <laughs> and everybody, like the bride, the father's bride, is going, What? What is this? <laughs> this is not what I paid for. Un- Unhinged Sandler is my favorite Sandler. He is so good when he's, when he's playing this kind of part. <laughs> I do, I, I do kind of want to go back a little bit, though. Yeah. It's uh, well. First of all, it's our second movie that we've covered in our entire show that features Billy Idol's White Wedding video. Yes, yes. Um, Fair enough. Also, Linda reminds me of like a person that like if you walked into her place, there would be like Native American stuff everywhere. Yeah. For some reason, like there would be just like a you lot know, of chakra stones. Yeah, and... like paintings of of like Native American people and okay. like and like horses and stuff like that and like headdresses everywhere and stuff like that. Yeah. It just reminds me of my mom's friend. And I don't know why. I'm just like walk into a place like that. I'm just like what's What's the what's your thing? What's your thing? He's like she's <laughs> like nothing, no Native American in her whatsoever, you is know. That, but also not... has bands like metal band posters just, <laughs> just pegged to the wall though too. It's like, it's like when you walk in, you're like, oh God, is that Nog Champa? <laughs> yes, that's Nog Champa, isn't it? Yeah. Julie, wow, Nog, that is Nog Nog wow. Yeah. That's strong. <laughs> well, you, well, you you got one burning in every room, don't you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true though, and like this is uh, the, another little fun fun tidbit. Is the um, the topper of the wedding cake? Did you did you recognize oh, the foreshadowing yeah. of the wedding yep, topper? Yes. It's like oh, there's only a little groom up there, but the the bride that he's clutching looks a lot like Julia. A lot like Julia. Spoiler alert! Ooh. Hey. So, um, but another another fantastic rewind moment for AJ. <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> That's pretty good. You're a bitch. I think he's got Tourette's or something. <laughs> Look at it. It's so good. Rewind moment. That's pretty good. His delivery so good. And yeah. that whole family, that whole family interaction yeah. of everybody is pretty cool. Oh yeah. The, uh, Frank Frank Severo. Uh, <laughs> Being the, I guess, brother-in-law, like uh-huh. he is such a weird-looking dude. Like that—that <laughs> that hair has got to be the weirdest hair I've ever it's seen in my so entire weird. life. And like it, it's always been like I've seen him in like a bunch of Scorsese movies, and that's just it's what it looks like. always like. That it's like he put it on. If you've yeah. never seen him before, you'd be like, "Oh, they must—that must have been an '80s thing." They must have yeah. known. Like that's just what his hair looked like. Yeah, <laughs> he he plays he plays it, 
Jersey 85 so well. <laughs> like, they're going out. Jersey they're going out for Yeah, he is. Like, he's going out for a night on the town. He's got, like, the suit with the open shirt with, like, the big wings and everything. With the cheese yeah. coming out of it. Um, another, another quick rewind moment of, of when Sammy's visiting. We get past the Ducci playing. Yeah. And, uh, and he rolls up, and he's just, he just has these rambling moments. That that just continue. And oh, he yeah. just keeps talking. It's like he's just trying to continue the conversation. And he's just like, I don't want to be the brother of the town nutcase. <laughs> oh, shit. I want to open myself. He's narrating his own life half the time. And it is brilliant. It's, I don't know why Sandler movies do this. Like they have like even in like the opening credits, they have like shots of like people at the wedding just doing weird shit. He'll always focus <laughs> on that kind of thing. Like yeah. he'll like all of his movies will like have. Those like, you know, uh, Grizzly Adams did have a beard, you know, that like, <laughs> yeah. it's such a throwaway thing, but we all fucking remember it. Yeah. Right? And it's like stuff like that. Well, like, yeah. I, I definitely remember, remember that. that. I'm like, why is that funny? <laughs> Those breaks or something like, off camera. Why like, is that funny? I don't, yeah. but it is. It was a rewind moment for yeah. me that I would just keep hitting. Like, so I agree good. with you. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, final warnings of great '80s band name. Final warning. His, that yeah. was that was his, his band. That apparently. was the name of the yeah. band. Linda, Linda. Well, uh, not the wedding. band. Oh, his 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 like original yeah, band. Linda was like, I, I loved Final Warning, Robbie. You know, and I was yeah. like, Fuck yeah, that's tight. I'm so she makes a reference of uh, David Lee Roth. You know, and there's a lot of Van Halen references. So what I've what I've uh, pieced together is that it wasn't really supposed to be Billy Idol who was yeah the rock star who was supposed to be kind of featured in this. It was supposed to be David Lee Roth. Hmm. And so, because, because it's, that's his, who he, who he idolizes. Yeah, that's, that's the Van Halen t-shirt reference later on. Um, and there's, it was actually written. There was a point where it was like written for, uh, is that, is that David Lee Roth? Like, oh, wow. there's a lot of these like little nuances and then, but I, I don't know, there must've been a conflict or yeah. something. That's, that's, Half theoretical, by the way, but okay. I don't know that for sure. But what? I'm I'm piecing that together. A little could, fan theory. Yeah, that, yeah, I could yeah. gather that for sure. So, well, and to go back to what Sean just said, like that's that me being in a cover band. Um, that's like I felt that deep in my soul. Like the the yeah, the girl really loved you because you were gonna go somewhere with your original band, but now you're in a cover band and your life's <laughs> kind of falling apart. Like I was like, oh wow, oh, Boy, 2006 is calling. Oh, this hurts really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, I liked how we we do get a scene of Julia and Glenn. Uh, interacting with each other and he first comes in and he says like he's got tickets to Las Vegas she gets all excited and everything like that but eventually kind of like swindles him to have the wedding in town and everything <laughs> and, well before that he, he's like is this going to be like one of your things where you're going to like pout on the inside and not tell me like, <laughs> he, he, he plays it kind of like <laughs> he plays it kind of like you know how you would be in a relationship for how many years I mean, and yeah. you're just like you know you're kind of you kind of playing it and like in this scene he doesn't seem like the absolute but trash you pile that, that he is, is. Yeah. you know what you're right you're right but he's like he's like yeah, i know we're, we're being fun. That's like, all right, well, we'll do what you want to do. I know. Well, it's as important to you. And it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, I feel like you're kind of a piece of shit, but I don't know quite yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. He just externalizes all the thoughts that you're like, want to keep inside to your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He says them. Yeah. 
Is Robbie's pad like in the basement? Is it kind of dope though? It's fucking it dope. It's well, pretty dope, and right? And keep in mind, it's a it's a half. The address is a half, yeah, which means half, technically right? they are separate places. Correct. So you don't have to like go through no. the house to get there. He had his own entrance. It's Correct. like actually pretty dope. It's, it's pretty actually cool. pretty sick. And yeah. it's just like you know she belittles this. Linda belittles this. Oh yeah, and she gets real Jersey on this, yeah, like like does. Jersey Shore style. Yeah, <laughs> living in your sister's basement with five kids while you're off doing wedding gigs. I'm whopping sixty bucks a pop a pop like, <laughs> jeez okay uh thanks linda thanks, linda and uh you know things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday <laughs> and and so uh she she he i love his place i love his place and he sammy comes down he goes down in there and and you hear boys don't cry and yep. Again, perfect music placement. Perfect I love placement. music placement yep. like that. It's so subtle. The cure, right? The cure, yeah. yes. And it's so subtle, but I think it's just brilliant. Yep. And then they just have their best, their their buddy banter. She's really soft kind of stuff. Yeah. And then <laughs> and he's like, you got to come back to work. He's like, I'm just trying to get people to play with your ding dong. You got to move on, man. Like, it's just, <laughs> this is what it is. And so what I was... When you were talking about, like, you know, you got to go back to... He's like, you got to go back to work. I feel like... They're just employees at this banquet hall. Yeah, they all. Is that work what it there. is? I think they, they all are. work there. They, Everyone. It's does. just like it's just like you're the you're the house band is like kind of what it is. I, I could, they are. I could is see that, that. Is that is that kind of the vibe? Like, I'm pretty sure because it's like he he mentions. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, Sammy's a limo driver, I guess, but I don't yeah. know what else he does because yeah, he's just like that's hanging what he around. Does. Yeah, and like he's like, yeah, I, I I picked up some other chicks that work here too, you know. So I think it is just like an establishment that hired. Robbie's band and yeah, which is kind of cool. I, I was gonna say, does this business model work in, in 2021 <laughs> or <laughs> we're we're two, two, like 2021 people need to be like I picked everything. I everything. No, we can't. You can't just be like, here's your band. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Well, and speaking of the the wedding that he's super angry, so at, good. Uh, I like I like I think there's only like maybe three actual wedding performances in the in the movie. Yeah, with a movie called The Wedding. Uh, yeah, Singer. he only sings five times. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. But I like how each kind of wedding has a theme. This yep. one's like a weird red, and like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like it's very off-putting. But it's like it makes sense to what what mood he's in. Yeah, I, I really like that aspect of it. And the 100%. whole love stinks where he goes around all the people. Like Brian Posehn, Brian Posehn, Brian Posehn yeah. is eating his leg. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean there's just such good. That whole scene was table amazing. nine, table nine. <laughs> 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 And and yeah, there's there's a moment too that for anybody that's a musician will understand this when he's he's like freaking out yelling he's like I have the microphone like that is power yeah. <laughs> to hold a microphone that is plugged in in your hand you have yeah. full control yeah. over this room and there's nothing nobody can do about it I like, can just talk louder than you can yell <laughs> yes, so this I is mean, how life is for you right that now. was so and Adam and and his character Robbie knew that and he was like I don't care yeah. I have this microphone you in my will hand listen to every word I have. <laughs> Love stings. So they wouldn't have played Love Stings. That's not a song you play at a wedding. Right. So that he just cued it up. He's like, we're playing Love Stings. Like yeah. they just must have already known go. the song, I guess, yeah. right? I mean, old uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say his name's Earl. Earl back there just fucking holding it down like yeah. two, three, four. I know what's coming up. Yeah. You know? Robbie's in He his never mood. smiles, but he plays he holds that pocket. Holds it down. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. It's important. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, well, let's move along to scene three. Eventually, Robbie's spirits start to perk up, and he ends up doing a bar mitzvah with Julia acting as a waitress. After the festivities, Julia asks Robbie if he'll help her plan her wedding. Robbie agrees, and along with his brother Sammy and Julia's friend Holly, they do everything from try wedding cakes, finding a wedding band, to hiring a limo driver, of which Sammy is the only one in town. So it's 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 like '80s montage scenes yeah. here, just throughout. Yeah, I was just gonna Gorgeous. say if you're gonna if you're gonna do a montage, you need to have hollow notes. Yeah, it's just it's just what's got to happen. Makes I, perfect sense. Every time I hear the song, I fucking love every movie that it's in. I don't care what it is. So I guess that kind of spoils my rating. But so I have to say, like we start to see a, a lot more of Glenn from this point on, yes. right? And and Glenn starts. Uh, to really show his true colors, if you will, and just uh, really how much of a douche he really is. <laughs> but how much he just doesn't have his own personality. Now, this is one of the things I never realized as a kid is is the the overlying tones of Miami Vice in his yes. entire yes. persona. Yes. Yes. I had no idea. I just thought it was 80s. Vibe. He was listening to it in the car. In the car? Yeah. Oh my, <laughs> I didn't know that until I saw the, the, the subtitles. It says yeah. Miami Vice theme song. <laughs> just blaring out of you the You probably store. didn't even know what the Miami Vice theme song no, was. No, yeah. The only reason I know what it was is because my parents had a boat at one point and we used to blast it while we'd be coming into the harbor. Yeah. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> Another time. Insufferable family. <laughs> <laughs> On purpose. We knew what yeah, we were doing. Yeah. So we, we were aware of our... <laughs> so, yeah, like, he's... So we see him at the party, and so... And now, now I can't think that everything he did was Miami Vice. Alabama Slammers. Was that, that a Miami was Vice a, thing? Or like, that was so odd. I, I don't uh, think it was, but it just it just shows how he's just, that must have been the new shot. Like, yeah. oh, some cool shot. Yeah, we do I, that. I looked it up, and it's like amaretto gin and like orange juice and like some <laughs> other stuff. And it's just, it's tropical. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have a few drinks and, you, you know, drive home. Yeah. So, okay, so <laughs> he, is, he has like such the, the perfect, like fantastic sense of defending himself when it comes to <laughs> passive aggressiveness. Yeah. It's just like it. And like he thinks no one's gonna notice, and usually it's usually that fucking guy who doesn't notice. Like, yeah, have a couple of drinks to drive home, and then it happens to him later too. You know? <laughs> I, love, I like that that passive aggressive like comeback kind of thing is so funny to me. Absolutely, uh, I I love I love watching. Um, Robbie moved through these things. He's, he's like, there's only four more Jewish families in this town. You know, he's trying to get <laughs> yeah. gigs and and. And he gets coerced into going through this montage, and obviously it just builds on their relationship even more, mm -hmm. right? And he knows all the ins and outs. He's been doing this for how long, you know? So um, the the ice cream shop moment is a is a is yeah. a big big turning point, I think. Got I uh, the police playing in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree, and I. I want to take this moment to say I think this is the best Drew Barrymore has ever looked in a movie for me. I think she's incredibly adorable like all of her outfits and everything like that her hair is just so charming oh my god she's like i love her in this movie and this is obviously um the first of their collaborations when they would do um uh 51st dates and then blended which i haven't i haven't seen, seen. That. uh 51st dates is great but um yeah i she's great in this movie and i'm glad she uh uh kind of put the uh put the movement forward to be in it yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> I, I really loved I really loved John Lovitz. Like 
it, like it was so great. Like he was he because he actually sang that. Like Buscemi yeah, and yeah. him actually uncreditedly sang and performed in these movies. Now, but that's how they got credited in this movie. They both got performance credits right. in the songs that so they played. Weird. That's, that's right. what they got for this. <laughs> it, it's so weird. But like I I I, I had a re- rewind. I watched it that's twice. It. I watched it twice. But that's when he when John Lovitz goes, he's losing his mind, <laughs> and I'm reaping all the benefits, and the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> what, how do you how do you you obviously don't script that right no. like that's not something you go and then the curtain slowly closes like that had to have happened on accident just like smell my neck is something you don't script <laughs> right. like it's a john lovitz thing you yeah. know i laughed so hard at john lovitz in that part yeah. like where he just kept that look on his face the curtain <laughs> this is jimmy moore saying that's no sock in my crotch <laughs> Him gyrating and <laughs> it's so fucking. Good. This is this is what Adam Sandler just is able to to bring and rein in, yeah. and then just say, "Cool, now be you." Yeah, go. yeah, go, great. And it is that was one of my rewind moments that probably burnt out the v- VHS was him him pulling that curtain back in front I don't of him with that creepy it, look on his face. Oh man, so wonderful at the bar mitzvah, Matilda kid. You guys, fans yeah. of Matilda? Oh yeah, Matilda Kate kid. Yeah. Uh, Probably like when when he like does the whole well he whores her out pretty much, um, but <laughs> they clearly planned. I, they talked yeah, about yeah, it. They, so I, they had to. Have. They 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 mentioned it a little bit. But I, I before you go on, I had in my notes is the bar mitzvah dance on the verge of too much like a big thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the everyone touching everything. Yeah, like Adam Sandler takes her hands and puts them on his. That's butt. what I'm saying. <laughs> a little, little, little weird. A little, little weird. Little I'm into it. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's a Jewish thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, no, they're adults now. Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, they're adults now. I, I like when uh, I, he's like, "I want you to pick the most unlosery person in the, of, of the bunch," and it goes down the line of losers, which I'm like. He is actually the most unlosery kid because yes. they're, they're all just like, hey. One dude was flexing. Yeah, was, what's up? Hey, pick yeah. me, pick me. He's like, we don't want desperate, you know, like that, that. that's not charming whatsoever. And he's just sitting there like, yeah, I'll take a dance. Half of those look like they're Frank Severo's sons. <laughs> like, that's all <laughs> they Probably look were. like. <laughs> they're watching Dallas. I think. Adam, Adam Sandler's so good at that, though. Like, you can say all you want about his movies, but he's so good about always making sure that, like, the loser kid mm-hmm. like gets pit- that like it shows a main character going out of their way in a movie to like uplift uh, uplift a loser kid like even in Billy Madison right. like when when he peed his pants you right. know like right. like maybe that translates a little bit to be like oh don't make fun of these kids like mm-hmm. like help I, I don't know you never know if that actually hits kids and makes them do you stuff, hope so yeah, yeah I mean I uh, I feel like I, well I guess I wonder I wonder if that's like you know Adam Sandler bringing some of his own past into the into his movies a little yeah, bit. You probably. know what I mean? So that's why I I have to assume. I guess I can. He only also assume. has an uncredited writing credit for this as well. So right. I'm and sure that's probably part he of threw it. some of that stuff sure. in there. The, the I had two two other things on this scene. The when when he played this when he did play the song after the John Lovett yeah. scene. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's I've been listening to the Cure a lot. Cure. That, that makes me laugh so hard because we always say I've been listening to the Cure and crying. Like <laughs> it was the Smiths and the Cure. If you were depressed in the eighties yeah. and nineties, that is what you listened to. And clearly he was depressed listening to the Cure. That was such a classic eighty line. And then uh, Faye, the photographer mm-hmm. that that they're trying to book, <laughs> yeah. like th- this was a this was a trivia thing. I didn't pick on 
pick up on this, but he said that Robbie and Julia will last like Donald and Ivana, Bert and Lonnie, and Woody and Mia. Right. And she's referring to Donald and Ivana Trump, Bert Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson, and Woody Allen and Mia Farrow. The first two couples had bitter divorces <laughs> after the 80s, and Allen and Farrow never married, endured a bitter breakup. So that's a nice little dig at yeah. like what 85 would have been like what you would have thought and then what clearly happened oh, wow. that's uh, fucking cool yeah. i didn't i didn't pick up on that i read that somewhere that's cool yeah, yeah. i i uh, his song i just ha- i just have to say this song and the one at the end are like great songs i know like he's a song comedian and that's like kind of like what he does and he's known for as well as his stand-up and all of his movies and shit but this song, like, I'll, I'll, I have this, I have a playlist on Spotify just called Rock and Roll, and it's just like songs that I like, and I put them on the playlist just to listen to. So it's like a, a charting of songs that I've liked throughout the years since I've had Spotify, and this is on there, and I love, like, I'll just listen to this song. I, it, the, the melody is is really great. It's funny as hell, but like yeah. his, and it looks like he's performing it live. Yeah, like it looks like they captured the audio that he's doing live, and it, the emotion on his face looks like real. It's very I, genuine. Oh man, I love Did you. This performance, like of this song, so much. I couldn't I could not agree more with you that Adam Sandler's a funny guy. He's he's done a lot, but like his from his entire career through now, his song parody performances are so unbelievably top notch. Did you see his Netflix special, Hundred Percent Fresh? In the uh, last two years, no, but I think I know what you're about to bring up. It was just all of it was mostly song related, okay. and it was unbelievable. Like, I mean, it was so the stuff he came up with that he could make it cheesy but funny, but you still want to listen to it. Like that song, that song, and the one at the end. It's I mean, so are clever. just incredible songs. Mm-hmm. And you, and no matter if you hate Adam Sandler, you still have to be like this. Yep, he's incredibly t- like yeah, so like. All, like it, the lyrics and everything. Obviously, he's a great songwriter because the melodies and everything just sound so good. But within it, being those clever jokes inside, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's so it's so good. Yeah, I like one of the over the over my head moments. Didn't I? Don't understand what he the was cure. saying. Was the cure thing? <laughs> when I was a kid, I read into that moment so much that I literally thought. Um, I thought since he said he didn't, it's not finished yet. That he was listening to the cure a lot. He was trying to figure out the cure of the song. I thought it was a music <laughs> term. And I was like, and then obviously I learned much later in life. I was like, yeah, there is no musical term called the it's cure. A, it's, it's a, a band. band. <laughs> That's why every time we're at practice and like the the chorus would come around, you're like, when's the cure, guys? Let's roll around. <laughs> we're going around for the cure. Back around from the coda to the cure. <laughs> so good. Uh, George looks fabulous in a wedding dress. Oh, God. I, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. It's clear that Robbie and Julia are starting to fall for each other, but neither will do anything about it. Robbie agrees to go on a double date with Holly, Julia, and Julia's fiance, Glenn. At the party, Robbie gets to see that Glenn is anything but a nice guy, as he notices Glenn has no problems oogling other women on the dance floor. After everyone leaves, Holly tries to hook up with Robbie, but soon sees that he likes Julia. Hmm. Can we can we at least do a Christine Taylor fan club moment? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Sure. I, I was always huge crush on crush on Christine Taylor from Hey Dude. Hey Dude. Melody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Melody. And she wasn't really like the she wasn't the heartthrob in Hey no, Dude. No, she was like a second. She was kind of the cowboy girl. Yeah, she cowgirl, was the second right? tier. She was a little tomboyish. Yeah. But I always 
always a huge Christine Taylor crush back in the day. And then to see her in this, I mean, this would have been right around the time where she was really starting to hit some bigger roles. Mm-hmm. And I think probably Mary and Ben Stiller are around now at this point. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot they were married. Yeah. They've been yep. married for a long time, but wow. oh, I, th- I thought she was really good in the movie as far as especially her looks. Yeah. Like but, after uh, the date yeah. when she's in the morning and all the neon yeah. and <laughs> breakfast, I mean, she was, she was really great in that. And I, to see her, she's clearly like the slut, right? You know, uh-huh. says slept with everyone. But that moment where she goes, oh, like she finds yeah. out. She that, realizes. That Robbie's really into her, I guess her sister, right? Or best friend. I think it's sister. her cousin. Cousin. I think. And and in yeah. and in night and in good person fashion ends anything that she had with Robbie. It's yeah. like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna try to hook you guys up. But together. she doesn't like reveal it to Julia. Correct. Because yeah. it's not like really her her place to yeah. do that. Right. Uh, yeah. I I agree. I love her so much. I think she's great in this. And I, the first things that I ever saw her in were the Brady Bunch movies. Yeah. You guys fans of those? I, I don't I think really I ever watched saw them. They're, they're really funny and like actually like the Brady Bunch show back in the day was yeah. like pretty cheesy and shit. But like the movies, the, the movies like know what they are. And she's really great. She plays Marsha in them. So yep. that's, that's where I first. Uh, Marsha. I had a really big crush on her as Marsha. <laughs> Marsha. <laughs> uh, I uh, also when they when they kiss it. First of all, it's a great looking kiss. Like it, it does look really good. Um, also the theme, uh, playing under that is Robbie's song at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but church tongue, church, tongue. church dibs tongue. on that band name. <laughs> <What? Church laughs> it's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I did, I, I had it notated for, for this point, but I, I have to go back. Um, if we're, if we're there, you guys, you guys halt me if we're not there yet. The double date that we're on the double, we're on the double, we're on the double, double date. Date. Okay. one more thing before we get th- to okay. that. Okay. Is I know, like, you do a lot of shopping for weddings and stuff like that. Is kiss shopping a thing? Like, did you guys, did you guys, you like... Didn't practice kissing on someone? You guys, you guys didn't go, like, and purchase someone to practice kissing on for your kiss no, for I your wedding? I, I didn't. I didn't get any, any educational purposes, uh, nope. sort of, no. You didn't, no. like, practice it, on your brothers or anything like that? Or no. sisters? No. Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been a wedding singer. I've never been to a wedding. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's true though. I mean, I, I actually thought all those things were legitimate, like things you did in preparation for a wedding, including testing out your limo driver. <laughs> like that. You know, they, you know, awesome. they were cold. They were on. Uh, but him, him jamming those mannequins into the, while well, he's like <laughs> speedily running around the thing. And he took the long way around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. Um, and what does he say, too? He's like, he's like, I like to make him do this, yeah. even though he's the only <laughs> yeah. limo driver. Of course I'm going to hire him. He's the only limo driver in town. I know. I just like messing with him. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Double date. Yeah, so the, the double date. Um, this, is, this is where, you know, if you didn't already realize it, um, you know, Mike watching it. Yeah, Glenn's, Glenn's a trash. <laughs> we figured it out yeah. at that point. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so um, we have this conversation and, and Robbie starts piecing it together amidst what Julia's last name is going to be oh, and man. the awfulness that that would be. Julia. Julia Gulia. That's funny. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's something like we quote in our friendship, like yeah. <laughs> like every time we get together. I know. And so, you know, obviously he sees him like just, and it's just like, you know, what a bold, stupid yeah. mofo. Yeah. To him to just be like, like, 
Do, do you just tell people this openly? And this he, is just how conversations you have? He even says it earlier, I think. Like, earlier, like, literally, like, the last scene. He's like, he just says, like, hey, Ju- uh, Julia and him are ch- chums. Why don't you just invite exactly. him? Exactly. Like, she can just invite him. So he knows that they talk a lot and are buddies. Yeah. Why would he just, like, I blatantly... As a first-time watcher, I viewed it as uh, Robbie's character was like basically like allowing Glenn yeah. to to brag. Right. Like yeah, uh, well, Glenn cannot yeah. pass up a chance to yeah, brag. Yeah, baited and him. he kept and he kept going because he knew Glenn wanted to talk. He wanted yeah. to brag. He oh, couldn't yeah. Ooh, I gotta I work in the city, man. Establish yeah. my dominance over here. That's you know? right. Younger and hotter. The waitress <laughs> like, was pretty hot God. in the bar yeah, if you're into that thing, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Sort of thing. it's like <laughs> '80s waitresses. Yeah, yeah. while while uh, uh, New Order's playing, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that makes so good. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's that that hits a lot of boxes for Absolutely. me. Yeah, it turns you on. <laughs> and, and then Glenn's got his DeLorean with Miami Vice with theme the song Miami playing. Vice theme song, and it just opens that door. <laughs> In my and while uh, I think <laughs> something, yeah, that was psychedelic furs. Love my way. That actually plays twice. Yeah, in I, the movie. It's such a lovely song, and juxtaposed with him pulling up <laughs> with my device. In my mind, like it, in my subconscious, when the door opens, there's like steam coming. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I well, know. Did you see his license plate? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what What does it say? Sorry, I, I'm kinky. <laughs> I'm kinky. That's right. <laughs> well, and he pulls up, and like he's just he he just has no tolerance for this. He's just like he's just like. Don't puke in the car. It'll stink for a week. Like, come on. Like, uh, and by the way, he pulls up doing that, blaring that music, and wearing sunglasses at night. (laughs) He's personification of the 80s. (laughs) There there was there was a very beautiful moment there though when that DeLorean door closes. And Julia's like lovingly staring up into Robbie's eyes oh, as they yeah. pull away. That was like a whoa, okay. Yeah. That just shows their their chemistry. They have so much for honesty. I immediately wanted to watch Fifty First Dates after yeah, this man, because I, like just oh god, point. they're so good together. Yeah, they really. Yeah. I mean, like what she said, their cinematic um, uh, soulmates. soulmates. It's yeah. Such a good uh, line for that. I also to add to the sweetness, like and juxtaposed between Glenn being a dickhead. Uh, <laughs> When she's like, I, I think I got some in my hair. There's some puke in my hair. And he, he smells it. He's like, it smells really good. And she just smiles at him. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. I love you. I love yeah. it so much. Why won't you guys get together? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I know you had mentioned about, you know, some of the other guys uh, vetted to play Glenn and everything. A couple more that I thought were really interesting were Matthew Broderick oh. <laughs> as well as John Cryer. Oh yeah, John. Okay. Cry- like, and I don't know that I could see him in this, but I love John Cryer. Yeah, same. I couldn't have seen Broder- Broderick's too. He's not it's like too straight laced. Yeah, like, yeah, he's not cool enough yeah. to play that. You yeah, know? and but I thought like taking it back to that what you said earlier, like the fact that this was written with Jim Carrey in mind <laughs> is wild to me. Like, can you imagine him his over the topness? Like I in this role, could you think worked. it? Could, do you think so? He would have stolen every I single know. scene. Yeah, but like. It's it's such a difficult thing because when he does play like these B characters in movies, he like obviously is like one of the best parts of the movie, <laughs> yeah. right? But I don't know, like the the subtle just like dickheadness of of uh, this actor uh, is Matthew Glave. Matthew Glave is just so fucking perfect. It is. I'm glad that they didn't go with some A lister right. of the time, yeah. you know. And they put this, they put Matthew Glave in there because he does play it so well, mm-hmm. and. 
It's that that goddamn suit with the shirt and the rolled up cuffs <laughs> and the Alabama Stop slammers Johnson, and DeLoreans baby. and the, the, and the, yes and the it's like no nope, reruns I'm all set and it's just like his five o'clock shadow and he just they, he just pulls it off so well and you love to hate him yeah. in this role I just think it's so well done. All right, so scene five, Robbie eventually decides to tell Julia his true feelings. However, upon arriving at her place, he sees her in a window in her wedding dress looking extremely happy. He decides that he can't do it, so he proceeds to get super, super drunk and stumbles back to the bar where he encounters Glenn. Robbie attempts to punch Glenn but gets hit instead. Arriving back at his place, he finds Linda there, and they both go inside. The next day, Julia shows up only to meet Linda, who claims she is Robbie's fiance. Julia then returns home to Glenn and decides she wants to get married as quickly as possible. Glenn warms up to this idea and they decide to head off to Las Vegas. Meanwhile, Robbie awakens and after shaking off his hangover from the previous night, rejects Linda's shallow reconciliation and kicks her out. Hell yeah. A lot of lot of big things in here that yeah. I really love. A lot of a lot of great moments. We've in all here. we've all had those like you said, you mentioned earlier, like the, the breakups are like the, the out of nowhere kind of thing. Um, him being rejected again, he thinks yep. by Julia. Yep. Um, just like a perfect binge drinking night scene. <laughs> I want to hang out in that bar. I do too. I know. That bar just seems so, I, and I realize that's what I miss so much about 2020 is just like being in a bar yeah. with my friends yeah. and just that closeness. That scene really hit me pretty hard of like, oh man, I want to be there. Yeah. With my closest friends, you know, we, we've discussed it before, like just like uh, having those nights where like there's something wrong with one of your friends. So you're like, we're going out. We're going. Uh, we're going to make you forget about it. We're going to have a good time. But then you like meet stragglers are along the way, like the old man in the bar. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. And then like you go binge drinking with that new group, you know, it's such a yeah. fun thing. It is. It's it's uh, I think when when he shows up to that bar. And then Sammy rolls in and they're just taking these shots that they just don't want to take, you know <laughs> you what I mean? To. But you have to, because you're just trying not to feel anything. And I don't know. I, there is, like you said, I want to be in that bar. I want to be in that bar. And they just have this bro moment, this real honest moment with each other. Sammy's like his best bud. Yeah, right? exactly. And he's, and he says, and he's like, he's like, I'm just want to be like you, man. I just, just want to, you know, be with a different girl every night and then, you know, send him packing. But I got to give him cab money. And it's like he, he cannot be a bad person. He's just he just can't. He doesn't know how to be that guy. He can't he can't be Glenn. As we've seen, he went yep. down to try to get the bank job. Yep. It's why Julia's mad. He's he's trying to become what he's not. And and when he throws the, when she throws those papers up in the air and everything and like he just realizes like it's it's over this is it like i'm done and goes and gets drunk and i'm not happy yeah I've never been. I'm not happy. He's like, <laughs> I love his reference to Fonzie and Vinny Barbarino. <laughs> that's that, that's the turnaround moment for yeah. the the. You think the ladies' man is always so happy, but yeah. like he's yeah. not. Grass and, ain't greener. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. They're both they're both wanting what the other person has, but they're right. both like, no, it's good. Like you don't want to come this direction. Right. I'm sure I've I've been Robbie in this position, and I'm sure that AJ himself has been sammy and that is same as like i'm sh like i'm sure we've had this like dude it's just like i don't know i don't know what I, what i'm doing wrong i don't like what? it's not what you're doing wrong man it's not what you're doing wrong it's just you know it's not the right time 
okay? When's it going to be my time? <laughs> well, only you will know that. I don't now, know it right now. Only you'll know that. I don't okay? know it right now. We're going to give him a double. <laughs> get him a double. <laughs> I'll take it. And, and hey, and hey, while I'm gone, go teach this old man how to moonwalk. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing his jacket. Like they're just like <laughs> that. Did not need to be in the movie, but it was so genuinely cool. <laughs> like, it should have started out with just Robbie coming back to the bar and just like, and like no, they just they give some precursor. <laughs> It's it's so good. It's so good, man. One but, of the one of the people I couldn't I couldn't uh, I couldn't piece how I knew this person was one of uh, Glenn's the, Glenn's like number one henchman. Have you? Do you recognize that guy's face? You're like, how do I know this guy? Like his 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 his, his buddy. Yeah, he's Jason. been in the movie like twice. He the way I remembered it immediately was it was the I know he's had a bunch of weird B level roles but yes. he was the attorney in mighty ducks one oh, that was wow. going re- and reckless endangerment yeah <laughs> like that yes. was that was him yes. <laughs> I, oh, yes it was the guy from mighty Ducks. That's i finally right. figured it out oh my gosh what a great connection and reckless yeah. endangerment, endangerment. <laughs> oh man it's just these charges like, <laughs> oh gosh that's a great connection i liked uh the scene all, uh, when robbie realizes uh um that, well, she, he thinks that she's like really happy looking up in her window and stuff like that. But we know as the audience that she's pining over him and saying his name. Right. I'm Mrs. Julia Gulia, and then she's saying I'm Mrs. Julia Hart or Mrs. Robbie Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a pretty scene, and uh, I, I forget what song was playing in it, but it just kind of set like, you know. It's almost like a it's almost like a taken aback version of his song, I think, at okay. the end. If I like that's when I that's what I heard when I listened to okay, it. Yeah. Boo-doo, boo-doo. yeah, I think you're right. You know, something yeah. like that. But again, it's perfect music placement because it's again, it's about those two mm-hmm. together, you know, but not together. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I like it a lot. And when she goes over to the house <laughs> and she runs into bitch <laughs> she will not linda, be named linda linda no it's i said it right uh, <laughs> she a bitch <laughs> thank you and uh <laughs> um and she's just there and she's just like she's got that stupid voice on she changes her voice like her persona changes totally. constantly and just like Oh God, you are the worst. You are just the most ingenuine person on the face <laughs> of this earth. And I, I can't wait for you to just take off that Van Halen t-shirt so they don't break up. Yeah. But they do break up. They did. <laughs> in, in like in that year, in, in that 1985. Year. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. It'd be the, like one of the most terrifying things to wake up to would be like the ex mm-hmm. and like, like the way she like plays with her hair like, and, and like singing to him when he wakes up. It's just like, ah, Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, what a terrible rendition of Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. <laughs> but she but they did that really well, like uh Robbie very drunk, coming home with his head down, and then he looks up and there's she is, like looking pretty stunning, standing there and he drops the bottle. The Smith song playing. Yeah, oh the Smiths are playing and you're yeah. just like uh, yep. I mean, yep. you got it. You got to go. I probably would too. Yeah. You got to yeah. go in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to come in. Well, she's, this is the barrier between my bed and me. I, <laughs> I, must I guess I have to oblige. And so, yeah. 
So at the 50th wedding anniversary party of his neighbor, Rosie, he realizes he wants to grow old with Julia and he decides to pursue her. Just then, Holly arrives and informs him of Julia's encounter with Linda. So Robbie rushes to the airport and gets a first class ticket to Las Vegas. After telling his story to the empathetic fellow passengers, which include Billy Idol, he learns that Glenn and Julia are on the same flight. With the help of Billy and the flight crew over the loudspeaker, he sings a song he's written called Grow Old With You, dedicated to Julia. As Robbie enters the main cabin singing, Glenn tries to assault him only to be thwarted and shoved into a lavatory by the flight attendants with assistance from Billy and a large fan. Robbie and Julie admit their love for each other and share a kiss. Billy, impressed with Robbie's song, offers to tell his record company executives about him. Later, Robbie and Julie are married, and Robbie's bandmates perform at their wedding. Hell yeah, man. Uh, one, no. one thing to start this off. I, um, if it wasn't Sandler and someone like spontaneously is like, hey, do you have a pen? I'm like, why? I have, a, I have a good song idea. If someone said that to me. I'd vomit straight in my face. <laughs> yes. Yep. If like Sam, Sam, they're doing. I'm like, you get a pass because I You're know good. what's coming. Yep. But if any one of you, <laughs> any one of you was like, hey, can I borrow that notebook? <laughs> that reminds me of a song, man. I need to write a song for this girl. Like, get out of my car. We don't talk about this with me, okay? <laughs> I, I almost vomited, but then it was Sandler, so it's fine. It's fair enough. I did, uh, yeah. I did love that. That was where that was where Rosie comes back around. Is you right. knew Rosie was going to play a point, and mm-hmm. that felt like genuine love that they were really Absolutely. together for fifty years. Yeah. Rosie yeah. and uh, and her husband Frank and up Grandpa. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. It <laughs> looks just, just like it. it looked very much like it. it felt so genuine that like you couldn't help be like. I want that. And that's what Robbie was saying. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know I want that. I'm going after that. I know I can be happy. And that, that was a cool little like Sandler turnaround moment, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, he looks at Sammy and, uh, he, just, he doesn't say anything. He's like, I know, I'll get the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. good. Yeah. They all know. They all know, but except for Robbie at this point, right? And, and I'm, I'm assuming Holly was actually coming to tell Robbie to be like, you got to go make a move. Yeah, you yeah. got to go do something, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so flock of seagulls, guys. <laughs> it's, <so good. laughs> it's a conversation all by itself, honestly. <laughs> but um, They I, didn't have to put that no, in there. <laughs> no, they didn't have to put that dude with the hair. I, I don't know. I think he was Super dead. fanboy. I think he was dead at the time, but that would have been Chris Farley's part. Oh, yeah. 100%. Abs- absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, it was. Um, I figured that he's he was basically the the eighty five version of like what an emo kid would be now, just yep. in a in a throwaway same, job. Dude, you know what I mean? Just like same thing. hair over the eye and just be, but but like. Do you like my as, chemical romance? Yeah, it's like <laughs> no, what I can tell you do. <laughs> you know, are you into Taking Back Sunday? Like just like. <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's one of my favorite things. And then and then him basically blackmailing Sammy a little bit about I'm in time on what you said in the bar. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. Does this first class exist? It I don't did. know. It did back in the day. Really? I, that, it, it maybe wasn't like that was a movie set. Clearly they needed a bunch of room, but I, the, the 70s, 80s TWAs yeah. I heard were very, very loose and just kind of like first class was like, there's a bar and you just stand around it and Since have a good time. First class customers can do pretty much whatever <laughs> they want. That's pretty that, good. That, this plane feels way more seventies than it feels eighties, by the way, <laughs> but like the, the spiral staircase yes. and everything. It's like, yes. like, Am it's like shit. yeah, I mean, it just, it's just like, wow, that's fancy. I love like, how he doesn't know what to do with the towel. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm sorry. Puts it as like a 
handkerchief in his collar. Look, look. I've never been in first class before. <laughs> what was going on in that other man's life, though, that he was getting such satisfaction from this moist towel, <laughs> warm towel? I don't know. Have you ever been in first class and been handed a warm towel, I, dude? I, I No, because I think when I got it, it was like a towelette, like a yeah, moist oh, yeah. towelette. <laughs> it's like... It's so like you just yeah. got done eating wings, which you probably did. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't get first class. Uh, I don't think I've ever had first class. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, no. Um, okay. Well, Mile High Club. Let's go. Like yes. Club. Yay or nay? Have you ever Mile High Club? Oh, no, definitely no. Not. <laughs> no. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. No. no. I don't think anyone. It's gotta has. be fucking hard as shit. There's no way. How? Like, wh- what is? If Vegas vacation has taught us anything, guys. Okay, we know. <laughs> the, we the, know this is not. Possible. And Tommy Boy, for that matter. The logistics but. in that, like, I'll go, like, you go to the bathroom first, and then I'll go. Like, people, there's, it's yes, a, it's a cabin of yeah. people. People like see, and I'm sure there's like, and there's always someone waiting yeah, to use it the entire flight. I don't care if it's two hours. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's always a line. There's always a line. That's not getting done. I, I mean, okay. I would do it if I could get away with it. Obviously, I mean, I'm sure you guys would too. But um, I think we should make it a goal of the podcast. To be well, honest, I think this. I, I might have the name wrong, but the the flight attendant that said that it was Shannon Mokler. Who okay. was a Playboy playmate who was married to oh, Travis wow. Barker for a long time? Wow. Okay. Yeah, this God. is before this is before she married Barker, and she was married to Oscar De La Hoya, who apparently had, there was some domestic violence going on at oh, that time. Oh, so well, you don't like that. You don't like that. But I may have said her name wrong. I think it's Shannon Mokler. Oh, cool. Definitely a Playboy playmate. Right on. Playmate. Right. Playmate. That, that makes sense. Playmate. Very very pretty. Uh, very pretty. Very well uh, Let's let's talk about some. It's really nice. Uh, she had. <laughs> Objectification of women, uh, (laughs) grade A, top choice meat. (laughs) What kind of human are you? (laughs) And that's what gets Robbie to recognize. He knew right away. He knew right away. Oh, gosh, I know. And I know that's the thing. Like, he just, he heard it again. Speaking of callbacks, he asks after that, that cart knocks her elbow and he's like, ooh, Hey, grab me a Heineken when you come back. <laughs> That's the beer he was drinking in the club, actually, too. Yep. Kicked over the bottle. Oh, nice. And I think Heineken was very, like, hot in the 80s. It was a really? cool new beer. So, that <laughs> I mean, that plays very well into that. Makes sense. Everything he did was cool and hip. <laughs> cool 80s. <laughs> Glenn is cool 80s cool guy. Cool 80s Glenn. So, Billy Idol, um, as opposed to, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, like you were saying, probably a secondary choice to David Lee Roth is what it sounds like. Yeah. But um, his son, David uh, uh, not David Bowie, Billy, Idol. <laughs> Billy Idol's um, son was like a huge fan of Adam Sandler because of Billy Madison. Yeah, he, like, he loved him, and uh, and when when he when Billy Idol got offered uh, this role, he's like, "Well, I'm going to go see it anyway. I might as well be in it." And so that's how he ended up in the movie. Really, and he's great in it. He didn't oh, want to yeah. do it, and apparently he gained a lot of like younger fans oh, because cool. of the role <laughs> that that then continued to carry on. And how cool does he look just sitting there oh, with yeah. a Bottle of champagne. He is a rock star. He is a rock star. Class, don't give a shit. And just give me that bottle of champ. I don't want a glass. I want a bottle. Yeah. Like he probably poured like his own splash of orange juice into that bottle of champagne. (laughs) Very charming. Well, and then I'm like on first class. No one is phased that there's a fucking rock star sitting right next to every day, dude. Yeah. Whatever. Except for. You know, Robbie Hart. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. Oh my God! <laughs> when he's explaining his whole story to like the entire first class, I like literally the line that I love most in this whole movie is Bill- Billy Idol gets it. I don't know why she doesn't. I've straight up like designed. <laughs> 
tattoos to that I was going to get that tattoo on my body. Yeah. I love that. Like, I, I think that's a philosophy I, like, try and live by. Right. Like, Billy Idol gets it. I don't know why she doesn't. It's just, like, I think it's, like, my motto now. Yeah. I, I love it. Even <laughs> women are pre- object to her. It's, uh, to him, yeah. it's like fucking charming in that. It ad. is. Um, the one thing that I was I was gonna say, and and uh, the reference uh, that I read, I, f- I found it again, is that the large fan. It was written as large David Lee Roth yep. fan. That's oh, what it was. That's how you oh, knew. Okay. That's, that's how, how you I knew. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, it was supposed to be like David Lee Roth or something. Hmm. But then they turned it I into like Billy, Billy Idol better. better. Oh yeah, especially I think White Wedding reference. Like, I like Billy Idol so- seems way more like a tough guy than David Lee Roth sounds totally. like to, in my head. You Definitely. know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Diamond Dave. I don't know. <laughs> Billy Idol could kick David Lee Roth. Ah uh, yeah, hundred percent. Well, and that and the grow old with you song, like, I, what's weird? Okay, let's let's rewind here. I he started playing the song. I'm like, I know this song. Yeah, I've heard this song, but I've never seen this movie, and it's not like I've ever listened. I don't listen to like Adam Sandler albums or whatever. I, so I I clearly have never heard this song, but I, I did in that Netflix special, 100% Fresh. He ended it by playing that song oh, wow. but it was a dedication to his actual wife and he showed he changed the words around and he had oh, these videos cool. of them first getting together and like so I immediately go I know this song what is this and I mean that again to go back to his songwriting like it's that's so good. My, my wife and I sat on the couch and like I'm not crying yeah you're not crying yeah. it's really sweet it's like, a very sweet moment of this movie and then like the or- or- orchestral takes over as like when he gets done you know when and they embrace and kiss and stuff like that it's just so goddamn sweet yeah, it was amazing god damn it you guys god damn it I'm crying uh, now so sweet uh, was the um I think that the other flight attendant, the male flight attendant, that was that's Matthew Perry's brother, right? That's, that's definitely that's Chandler Bing too. I, might be. I'm pretty positive that's just who that is. I, I, I'm a hundred percent convinced. I'm I'm sorry, sir. I have to serve the beverages. That's totally Chandler Wait, Bing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like no, you are. This is this is Chandler Bing. I like it. I'm okay, good. It. I'm glad. I'm glad. Good, good fan theory. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love I love that Steve Buscemi is uh, at the fulfilled end. his dream and is playing guitar. <laughs> And yes. singing as uh, take that, Dad. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a, it's a good cap to the whole whole thing for I me. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I didn't like I didn't like the freeze frame at the end. Yeah, I, I, that I kind of went. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah. Okay, but that's fine. If that's if that's all you if that's all you got, that's fine. <laughs> all right, Raj. Fair enough. It's Raj. I'm at Raj. <laughs> all right. So now that we've made it through it, we like to go back and uh, give our modern day rating. So AJ, what, what's your modern day rating? I haven't changed a bit. Nine point three. I think it's, I think it's funny. I think it's super fun. Yeah, there's like your classic kind of like there's some cheesiness to it. But you can't tell me that those heartwarming moments, those those that song, like those moments don't just like make you melt a little bit. Um, and the comedy behind this, it's so well cast. It has all the Adam Sandler that I love without the absolute obnoxiousness that it can be with mm-hmm. him. It's 9.3, man. Still loving it. Sure. Yeah. I uh, I'm I'm a seven point five. I I love this movie to death. I think it's my probably my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Uh, I th- I think it's endlessly rewatchable. I I love I love the love story. They they have such good chemistry. And on top of just being a great romantic comedy, is it's so fucking laugh out loud funny. Yeah without being romantic comedy kind of bits, you know, uh, it's, it's got that Sandler humor, um, on top of that, uh, romantic feel that I really love. So yeah, I love it. 
Yeah, as as I watched it twice, actually. Now having just now seen it, I watched it twice. They nailed the '80s vibe. The soundtrack, I love the '80s new wave. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and you notice how it's come back. Like it oh, is now so, and, and it because it's so good. It's just got this emotion to it. And for me, it, it was one of those perfect rom com movies where. Like your date likes it, but you like it because it's funny. It's like just friends. Like everyone can enjoy this movie. You can't say that you hate this movie Mm -hmm. if not just for a couple laughs. So like I'm I'm an eight. I I agree. I I think one of I I guess top five Adam Sandler's for sure Mm -hmm. automatically for me. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you guys were with us. Hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to continue with the weekly content, so obviously tune in next Wednesday as we bring you another mini bite episode, which we hope you like Legends of the Hidden Temple. We're going to be diving into the life and death of the video rental store. Oh, a little man. little homage of sorts, right? Uh, and then in two weeks, we'll be back to reviewing classic movies with perhaps one of the most important movies of the 90s. One of the most important movies of the 90s, you guys. Speed. Oh. We're doing our first Keanu Reeves. It won't, <laughs> it won't be our fucking last. No, it will not. Guarantee that. But man, I can't rewatch. Can't wait to rewatch this movie. <laughs> I know. I can't rewatch this enough. <laughs> yes. There we go. That's it. <laughs> so, so obviously, don't miss out. Stay caught up. And AJ, let's let's take them out, guys. You know where to find us because you're listening to us right now. Yeah. But in case you want more places to listen to us and you can just hit play on multiple platforms, you can do it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, and plenty more. Um, Other than that, make sure you're following along on Facebook because we have a ton of places where you can join in on conversations with us and relive all your nostalgic lovable memories yeah. with us yeah. about these movies and the things now we're talking about on the mini bites too. So, uh, Facebook, uh, you can get at us on Instagram. It's at confused breakfast. And then on Twitter, confused be fast. You bet. You can find me at Sean power two, three, seven on Instagram and, uh, post some uh, videos there. If you like those, uh, if you like funny videos, go check that out. I just started a TikTok. Check me out on TikTok. So, uh, thanks. Bye. Uh, the only thing I think I'm going to do shameless posts from now on, and uh, you can always listen to if you uh, if you love what you hear on this podcast, you can also listen to I'm Super Stoked podcast, hey. another show that Sean and I do, uh, also talking about nostalgic moments, but also all the things that you think about that you think no one else thinks about. Uh, we also drink. So bitchin' have some fun with us. You can hire my wedding band, the Pork Tornadoes. <laughs> uh, you can also find me at my new website, AlabamaSlammers.com. <laughs> I can only imagine. I know <laughs> that is that's either that's either an escort service or it's <laughs> or it's a, your or new, a wrestling double A sports team <laughs> <laughs> or like a roller derby team. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely one of those. <laughs> I guarantee that website is not available. <laughs> All right, well that's gonna do it for us. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.